the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. So, we're on Talk Law Radio on 930 AM, The Answer, and I'm Todd Marquardt. Today, we're going to be talking about business succession, uh, continuity, and uh, executive retention, and exiting in style. So, before we start, I have to tell you about The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. So today we're going to be talking with uh, Jim Urban, but before we get started, let's uh, say a prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to follow your will. Please help us use this time to inform the public about some hidden issue legal blind spots about business succession, continuity, executive retention, and exiting. Help us to use the gifts and talents that you've given us for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Like I said before, Jim Urban's here to talk about business succession. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. Well, my firm is based in Austin, Texas, but I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Went to Alamo Heights and have pretty much been in Texas my whole life. I was in Houston and Dallas uh, working for Exxon and then Lived here again for a bit after college before moving to Austin and starting my firm about 30 years ago. Okay. And so you've been doing this for a while now, and you've been recognized by Inc. 5000 list. Tell us about that. It was an honor to get that. We we made the Inc. 5000 list for three years in a row right up to the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, like many people's businesses, the last thing anybody wants to do is be talking to a consultant when they're trying to figure out if their business is going to survive. But it has been fantastic. I have nine wonderful people that work with me. Uh, we're in 33 states, I believe, uh, as far as working with people. And we love what we do for a living. And in addition to uh, helping business owners with their succession planning, you're an international speaker. Tell us about that. Well, I have spoken in Europe before. I have in Switzerland specifically, and I love helping people solve problems, including whether it's legacy or business-related problems. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I like speaking. It's something I'm passionate about, and it's something that I want to do more of after I someday exit my own company. Okay. And how did you get interested in this subject? 
by accident, it's kind of like the, the Reese's peanut butter cup where the chocolate met the peanut butter, and somebody said, hmm, that tastes pretty good. <laughs> In 2000, about two th- 2000, we got hired by a, a firm up in North Texas to help them create a accident succession plan. And within two years of contracting us, both the matriarch and patriarch passed away from different forms of cancer. And during this time, the patriarch told me, he said, listen, here's what I want you to do. And, and at that time, we were not really labeled as accident succession planning. So he looked at me and he said, I need you to pack my parachute. I need you to take me up in an airplane. And when I'm high enough, gently nudge me out of the airplane so I can land in a nice green meadow, which I presume is, you know, was money. And in the event my parachute doesn't open up, you better make sure my backup parachute that you packed worked or I'm going to haunt you. Mm-hmm. That's all I want you to do for me. And literally, I just it, it was, again, like the Reese's peanut butter story. It just hit me. as like, that's what we need to be doing. And we really started focusing on helping people figure out what they wanted to do with their business from an exit or succession standpoint, help them live happily ever after with minimal risk. So the, the Lord put that family in your path to, to help you get started on this journey. Most yes, business owners question. aren't volunteering to have that conversation, though. And I don't understand it. We're very good at what we do, but, you know, I, I'm also not somebody that will be the person that will cure the common cold or anything like that. So I don't understand why this is such an underserved market. Now everybody is trying to get into it. But in the next 10 years, I read that there's $11 trillion of wealth with a T, not a B, passing in the United States alone, and that's over 10 million family-owned, privately-held businesses, and there's not enough people to help them, nor is there $11 trillion laying around in any economy in the world that can help facilitate that, and that's what a lot of people refer to as as the gray tsunami. Yeah. So I read that the U.S. Census Bureau... um, calculates about 90% of American businesses are family-owned or controlled, and they account for about half of the nation's employment. So you're in a good business to, to be in to help them transition, whether it's by accident or death or... Well, it's... I mean, frankly, the, our, our trademark program is succession by design, not default. Everyone's going to have an exit Mm -hmm. unless you know someone that's never going to pass away. (laughs) And why do you want to procrastinate this decision? I mean, why not go ahead and create a proactive plan to help you transition the business either to a third party or to the next generation so that you and your spouse can live happily ever after? Yeah, I uh, have a question on my business questionnaire that kind of hits that point. Uh, what's going to happen if you uh, become disabled or if you pass away? Uh, one of the options is that they're they're going to pass it on to a spouse or a child, and and another option is live forever. And I I get about half <laughs> business owners they always choose the live forever option. And uh, I, I don't know anybody that's been what? able to accomplish that yet. <laughs> Are they named Jesus? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's you're going to have a succession plan. I mean, I, I hate to tell you this, but you're going to. And I implore you to not let your kids find out how to run the business after you passed away or became incapacitated. Yeah, it's good to talk about ahead of time. I just want to mention that uh, Carly, your assistant, told me that I could give her email address out. Is that right? Sure. Okay, that's C is in cat, Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R, at urbanassociates.com. You can inquire about a complimentary exit or succession planning consultation. You can visit 
urbanassociates.com or you can uh, call 512-402-0250. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be getting into the details about succession planning and continuity, executive retention, and exit by design. Exit by design, not default. Okay. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you been wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Todd Marquardt here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Uh, Also on podcasts wherever you listen, and you can search for old episodes on www.talklawradio.com. Also, you might be watching on Facebook Live, and uh, next week we'll have this episode on YouTube, so you can find us in lots of different locations. If you have questions about business succession planning, you can call us right now, and Jim might be able to answer a question. Call 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Jim, we were uh, just briefly introducing you and your business and talking about some of the issues with uh, succession planning. Uh, First, I want to ask you about continuity. How would you define that? I would define it as the plan that helps protect what is typically your largest asset if you're a business owner. And it is the plan that covers everything, not just where the stock goes or the life insurance goes. Those are tools. It's not a plan. Continuity plan is something that outlines everything from what does your receptionist say tomorrow or Monday if something happens to you, Todd, and your firm, to what is being communicated to the public, what's being communicated to your clients, how are your key executives being communicated to, do they know that there's a plan? Because absent all of these comes chaos. Mm-hmm. And every the, the single thing that I have seen take and save a business in the event something happens from a continuity standpoint is not the shareholders agreement and it's not the life insurance. Those are very helpful tools. But it is the emergency operating plan that outlines who does what, who communicates what. You have proactive communication instead of reactive communication. And it's absolutely critical because absent that, Think about your largest client calling your firm on Monday after you've been hit by a bus and your receptionist opening comments after they find out about your passing is, um, I don't know if we're going to be able to get your, you know, your estate plan Mm -hmm. done or probate or whatever. That's not, that's not helpful for your law firm or your business. Same thing with your key executives. If, if you didn't have a plan in place, your key executives, the first thing that's going to come out is they're going to go, oh, my gosh, you know, poor Miss Marquardt, I, I hope she's okay. The second thing they're going to think about is, do I need to update my resume? Mm-hmm. Do I need to be calling another law firm to, to get a job? That kills a business. Mm-hmm. Right, when you lose a key executive. Right, you lose a customer. Right. And I always, when I spoke to your Vistage group, I said, I told you all, I said, can you imagine if your biggest competitor were hit by a bus 
I mean, what are some things that you might consider? I don't you know, you lost a big client to them, maybe you go back after them, or you go find that key executive over there that doesn't have any retention plan in place, and you say, you know, Joe, I know you're you're very concerned. Why don't you come talk to us? Mm-hmm. And that's, those are very expensive missed planning opportunities. Yeah, and it, any one of us, even though we're young and healthy sitting here today, could have an accident on 281, 35, 1604, 410, I-10. They're all dangerous. <laughs> Every one of them. 37. Yeah. So uh, continuity planning would be uh, if there was a disability or a sudden illness, um, if there's cancer or stroke or heart attack. And so your, your business helps write the playbook for that. Right, because it, it takes speculation out of the equation. Mm-hmm. I mean, if otherwise, I mean, typically somebody gets hit by a bus and four years ago they had told Matt, you know, my key employee Matt, we're in Las Vegas at a convention. Matt, if something happens to me, you get the, you know, you're running the business, you're running the show. And then three years ago, Carly I was talking to her. I said, Carly, if something happens to me, you run the show. If something happens to me, now they're both meeting at the water mm-hmm. cooler going, right. I'm in charge. No, he told me I'm in charge. Yeah. And it's speculation. Kills businesses. Okay. So that's uh, continuity planning. Um, you mentioned executive retention. What are some key points there that you can help with proactively? Well, it is – Probably what we're working about 30% on right now. Key executives typically make up 5 to 15% of the full-time employee base of a company. And if it's less than that, you have a bench strength problem. If it's more than that, it's like a good old boys and girls club. But these are the people that make the difference and, and lay it on the line in there for you to drive your business, whatever your business is. And if they're not aligned with your growth and desire, then I would argue they're not going to be able to pull their weight and be the key executive that you need. So I want to make sure if you've ever lost a key executive, it's expensive. If you just think about if if you lose a key executive because they don't know what their future holds in the company – they, you know, there's three things that studies have shown key executives want. One is they want to feel like they can impact a business. If it's a small business, it's a significant impact. If it's ExxonMobil, it's, you know, it's not as big an impact. Mm-hmm. But they also feel like, you know, with everything I'm committing to the, the business, I'd, I'd like a perk above the rank and file. Notice I didn't say stock and I didn't say a house in Port Aransas or a ranch or whatever, but they would like a perk above the rank and file. And the third thing is when the Brinks truck backs up to your business, i.e. you're selling it either internally or externally, they all think it's coming in a couple of years because you haven't told them anything. Is there going to be anything in the back of that for them? Mm-hmm. When they're unloading pallets of money, <laughs> is there going to be like yeah. a little sack laying around? And if you can satisfy those, they'll stay with you forever. If you don't, they're always subject to be picked off. Right. Okay, so that's executive retention. Okay, next, uh, let's talk about uh, that word succession. What does that mean to you? The transition of a business to the next group of owners. And it's going to happen, either by design or by default. That's why we've trademarked that. Because when, if you think about it, just use a twin person analogy. If you had a twin brother who had exact same business, exact same family, exact same objectives, personal assets, everything were identical – and your twin brother came up with a well-thought-out plan of how they were someday going to leave the business with a robust plan that in case they get hit by a bus doesn't destroy the family or the business, and you just keep doing what you're doing, who's more likely to accomplish their objectives? Them. Right, every time. 
Yeah, that's how planning goes for, for anything, even if you're planning your vacation. Correct. You don't, I mean, it, it's one thing if you're going to drive, you know, to Catula. You don't probably need a map for that. But if you're going to drive to Ogden, Utah, Mm-hmm. You're probably going to put it in ways, and all ways <laughs> is is a planning tool that tells you how to get right. there. And when there's a wreck, it tells you how to go around it. So, for lack of a better expression, that's the key. You help in the same way. Yes. Okay. the The next thing is exiting, and and that's sort of related to continuity. But but I liked uh, what you said one time: uh, exiting the business in style. Well, again, everyone's going to exit. <laughs> is it going to be on your terms or is it going to be someone else's? If, if somebody comes to you and says, Todd, I want to offer you X for your business, how do you know if X is a fair value? And mm-hmm. B, how do you know if it's enough? And there's a reason. I don't – the M&A world, mergers and acquisition world, I think 30% of deals get nuked because they, the – seller didn't know their number they didn't know what they needed because mm-hmm. there was no plan it was a prayer and sometimes people have you know they they have luckily created such a unique business that they got you know 100 million dollars for it but a lot of the time because there is no plan on how you're someday going to exit people just keep accumulating yeah okay so when you say exiting in style, that that would include um, knowing your numbers uh, ahead of time. Is that why you offer the the planning consultation to yes. sort of tell a business owner how you're going to find out what the value is? I had a business owner in the Dallas-Fort Worth area who we been working we were working with for 12 years we still are on the personal side now but he's exited and he said I, I heard what all you do but i want you to figure out how to make sure that i have planned for an exit and i know when i can exit i want to make sure that my family doesn't get destroyed or my key execs don't get destroyed if i get hit by a bus and or, or pass away prematurely and i want to make sure that i have no risk of running out of money Virtually no risk. Yeah. So he, I, I contacted him in August of 19 and said, Joe, um, you have, you're there. Your personal wealth has been aligned with your exit. You can now exit now, and you have a 96% chance of never running out of money between now and age 100. So he exited actually in the middle of the pandemic the following year, but we, we had a dinner in December to celebrate the the exit of the business. And his his wife said to me, she goes, you know, I can't imagine where we would be had we not met you 12 years ago and done this planning, but I don't feel that we would be here celebrating tonight. I I can't tell you how important it is to have a plan in place and monitor it because your plan is fluid. If you don't think about it and you're listening out there, what has changed in your business or your personal life in the last five or six years? And if you say nothing, I don't think you're paying attention. Yeah. We've had two tax law changes since then. Yeah, that's good to talk about. The 2.0 Secure Act. That's uh, something that just came about recently. I heard you talk about uh, four ways to leave your business one time. What are the four ways? Well, I started out by saying Paul Simon said there's 50 ways to leave your lover, but I will tell you that there's really only four ways to leave your business. Now, before everybody starts calling in questioning this, I want you to hear me out. The first is the pine box. That's the you know Grim Reaper exit plan that you get hit by a bus, incapacitated, premature death. The second one is an inside transfer. Whether it's to private to a private equity where you sell a portion of it or to your family members or key executives, whomever it is, that's the second one. And and that underneath that falls ESOPs and a variety of those things. So there's multi options within each of these. The third one is a sale to a third party. And absent a plan for the next generation, 
the sale to a third party is where most of the money is created. And the fourth one is the no-sell, buy-sell, which I can talk about after the break. But I will tell you that the no-sell, buy-sell is this not very smart concept of you just go keep your law practice and you and your wife go down to Port Aransas and just retire down there and don't, don't sell out of your practice. Mm-hmm. That's not one I would suggest. Okay. We're about to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about the Sinners and Saints segment. And we'll also continue talking to Jim about uh, exit and uh, succession planning. So stay tuned. Have you been wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Also, Facebook Live, and you can find uh, previous episodes on TalkLawRadio.com. And then you can go over to YouTube, and we divide each episode into four segments so you can spend less time watching each segment. And uh, we've been talking about business succession continuity planning with Jim Urban, Urban Associates, in Austin, Texas, but he grew up here in San Antonio. and uh, Big Spurs fan. Great. Yeah, so first, before we get back into succession planning, I want to talk about the sinners and saints. Love the sinners and saints uh, song. Uh, the reason I bring that up is because uh, there was a theologian uh, way back in the day named Martin Luther who said that uh, each one of us is both a sinner and a saint. Uh, we're a sinner because we were born into sin, and uh, we're saints because uh, we're justified uh, by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it gave me the idea to talk about some people in the news that are doing the wrong thing, I call them the sinners, and some people in the news that are doing the right thing, I call them the saints. And uh, when I was looking, researching sinners and saints, uh, dealing with uh, business succession, I, I came across uh, Gucci, you know, the, uh, the designer. Well, there was, uh, uh, first there was Guccio Gucci, uh, his, his uh, parents must have had fun with that name, calling him uh, when he was in trouble. Well, he passed the business down to his oldest son, Aldo Gucci. And then Aldo's son uh, wanted to be part of the business. Uh, his name was uh, Paolo, and he he wanted to launch this new fashion line. Um, but Aldo and his brother shot down the idea and uh, Paulo uh, tried to launch it behind their backs. And so they fired him, <laughs> and he was exiled from the family business. But Paulo uh, sought revenge. And so what he did is he called uh, the tax authorities and said Aldo was uh, cooking the books on his taxes. And Aldo was sentenced to one year and one day for tax evasion in uh, American prison in 1986 at the age of 81 years old. So that was uh, some revenge there. We call him the sinner. I would imagine. <laughs> so the, the saint for this week is Alamo Fireworks, who launched uh, their business in 1946 and today has some 200 locations. 
The reason why I highlight them is because the San Antonio Business Journal uh, awarded them as uh, top family business here in San Antonio. Uh, Another award winner was Penner's, which is a a high-end clothing uh, store here in town. Uh, It's a fourth-generation company. Morris Penner started the iconic men's company in 1916, which today employs about 20 people. So those are just some succession and continuity stories uh, that happen to have a center and a saint. Now, we were talking about, before the break, four ways to leave your business, and you mentioned uh, the buy-sell without the sell. Right. It's a no-sell, buy-sell. It's a concept that... You and your wife, as I said, go down to Port Aransas to your house, and you continue to own your firm or your business, whatever, and you just hope that your successors, the key executives, not the successor owners, but the successor in leading the business, do a good job of it. And the risks that you have are that, A, they don't do a good job with it, Mm-hmm. and the business fails, and so too could fail part of your financial security, or if not, at least pride. And the other part of it is that that is, it's a head-scratcher for me. If they do a better job than you, which sometimes the next generations do, and you take the real estate market in Austin or something, and they blow that value of your business up because of the economy, and then, you know, you pass away, you have a tax, mm-hmm. which I know you know about right. doing what you do for a living. It's 40% yeah. plus whatever the state is. Right. And it's just not a plan. It's, it's a, I call it kick the can down the road. There's, mm-hmm. There are some times if you're a veteran or a disabled veteran, there are some advantages for you not delaying that, not delaying, delaying that ultimate sale. But other than those... I, I would rather you come up with a plan to either transition to the next generation or to a third party. Okay. Tell us about Everlasting Legacy. It's a TED Talk that I've created that I'm getting ready to be giving some point this year. And it's based on a frustration that I have with the lack of proactive communication to the next generation on businesses, how to run our business or even a business, or personal wealth, the wealth that they're going to inherit. Most of the time they find out about it right after the funeral and at the reading of the will where you're going we're going to take them into probate and create these trusts that have millions of dollars in them. Think about the wealth that is transitioning over the next 10 years. But even if you are, as you said on the beginning of the show, a millionaire or a thousandaire, you have something to pass on. And I, I look at, you know, heirlooms. I look at family values. You know, heirlooms frequently blow up $50 million estates because somebody wanted dad's Rolex and someone wanted mother's wedding ring. Mm-hmm. And they have money in the trust to buy all the Rolexes and all the wedding rings (laughs) that they want. That's not the issue. The issue is that one. Right. That's what they have to remember them by. Correct. Mm -hmm. And there's no plan to dispose of that ahead of time. There's no plan on family values. You know, I've had to, and I'm being critical of my father, who was my best friend, and my uh, he was the best man in my wedding. I wish he would have sat down with me and talked to me about the family values that were passed down. Because rather than me just glean them out of memories of things he told me, I would rather have had a more structured conversation about it. So everlasting legacy impacts everyone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether you're a billionaire, millionaire, thousandaire, or a hundred-dollar heir. You have something to pass on proactively to your next generation, and I think you owe it to them. Well, that was started uh, 
back in Genesis chapter 49 of the Bible when uh, Jacob was blessing his sons. That's where the, the patriarch of the family uh, gives his instructions to them uh, before he dies. Um, the The risk there is that you die before you can give your instructions. Correct. <laughs> but this is what Jacob said. Uh, He called his sons together and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you what shall happen to you in days to come. And and that that was his legacy. Um, Some Jewish people call that an ethical will, where you're passing on the ethics, the family values, instead of a fistful of cash. You know, in the in the next generation planning that we do for our clients, I mean, one of the first things we start out with is family values, and and what are the family values, mm-hmm. and does everybody agree that these are the family values? And sometimes people say, "I think it's this more than that," or whatever. The important thing is that it exists, mm-hmm. and and you know they know about it. They know what it's going to take to join the business. They know what is you know what is expected of stewarding the wealth and the philanthropic part of the wealth that is going to transpire. And they're not left to figure it out on their own. I mean, I had a kid uh, whose father passed away. We were never able to meet his 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 two kids. And one of them was a 24-year-old barista who had millions of dollars in a trust. He was a barista at Starbucks in North Dallas. And he raised his hand and said, do I have to quit my job at Starbucks? And that is what that happened three years ago, and I—that's when I just started creating this. It drove okay. me crazy because he thought he had to. Yeah, he said, "Does this mean with the money in this trust that I have to quit my job?" No, it does not. You should, in fact, keep your job and right. continue working hard. Right, and and most clients that I have, they want to develop a plan that will. Uh, will not encourage their children from stopping. Correct. Be productive citizens of society. Right. Take what I've given you and and make it better. And give back. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got to take one more break. Uh, When we come back, we'll be talking more about legacy. So stay tuned. wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information the attorneys at marquardt law firm focus on business and estate law including last wills living trusts and tax protected inheritance plans we educate our children so that they're prepared for the future call marquardt law firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer and also on podcasts everywhere. You can find me on Facebook Live or on YouTube as well. So we've been talking about succession planning, uh, executive retention, exit planning, continuity planning, and uh, now it's time for the legacy segment. And now, it's time for the Talk Law Radio Legacy Spotlight. What's your legacy? Sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. So to begin uh, the legacy segment, I wanted to ask you about uh, Fred Koch. He was in the oil business. And uh, the reason why uh, I came across it was because this was one of those businesses where one guy... Uh, created this huge oil refinery empire and uh, was going to pass it down to his kids. And um, his kids found a letter that dad had written 
30 years before he died. And uh, part of it said, quote, If you choose to let this money destroy your initiative and independence, then it will be a curse to you, and my action in giving it to you will have been a mistake, end quote. So what happened is there were four sons, and uh, after their dad passed away, I think it was 1967, they went about fighting for the company. Now, one son, the the oldest, wasn't uh, very much involved, um, but over the next 40 years, they would be in litigation with one another. And uh, their mother, shortly before she died, there was a will contest uh, because she wanted to write a provision in her will that said, uh, if y'all are still litigating with each other after I'm gone, then you lose your inheritance. And so there was a big fight over that. What what can business owners do to prevent this from happening to them? Be more proactive about communicating what is going to happen to the next generation if they're going to inherit the business. They need to know, you know, you, if you, in, this, in the case that you just mentioned, you have four kids. I have a situation that, that we worked out a few years ago where only one kid was going to be in the business and the other three were scattered around the country. But in the will, the business was split evenly. So guess what? The one person taking all the risk right. and running the business didn't even have voting control. Yeah. I was like, think about this. This is the proactive stuff. We need to have a family meeting and talk about what are you going to do? What are your plans? Here's what I want to leave. Here's how I want to leave it. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you know about setting up the the dynasty trust and what have you. I want to make sure that you don't have assets that are subject to creditors, including divorce. Yeah. Yeah, divorce. Divorce rate is about fifty percent, so you don't know who it's going to hit. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. You know, who's getting the bad lottery pick? Exactly. Right. Okay. So, uh, have you seen that show on HBO called Succession? I have. It's a good show. It's, yeah. It is a funny show. I I will tell you. I think my my next hire is going to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist because. There's so much that goes into to family business. I mm-hmm. mean, you know it. You're in a CEO group, a Vistage group, and, and you're dealing with family businesses. You're dealing with emotion as much as financial. That's right. You really are. And the the person that you were talking about that was going to leave the, the business equally, I always ask my clients, uh, is your philosophy about equal or is it about what's fair correct because it's not always the same right i mean it's one thing if you're splitting a dollar everybody gets a quarter that's fair and that's equal right if you're splitting a dollar and a business worth a dollar then i could argue that it's not yeah and it, and it usually i'm right yeah because the like you said uh, one person's taking the risk and then you have these other people that are are trying to tell you how to run the business that don't know anything about it correct and you know, one of my, you know, you, I know you talked about the Koch family, but I'm, I'm a John Grisham fan, and one of the, one of the books he wrote is a testament. And I'm not going to spoil it for the listeners, but it is, it is, legacy planning, in fiction, but it is, it is amazing. I'll have to read that. Yeah, how that book, how that book, what happens in that book. So when when you spoke to my Vistage group, uh, one of the things you talked about was how to talk about uh, business succession planning to older people. There's like a, a whole philosophy and methodology to that. There's been studies that have shown. In fact, there's a book that a friend of mine wrote that is a Ph.D. and an M.D., and it's called Saying It to Seniors, or How to Say It to Seniors. And there's a phenomenon that occurs when people turn age 70, their mortality starts staring them in the face, and it's, it's the life cycle. You know, they, they're almost like teenagers again where, you know, all of a sudden every decision that they're being suggested or being told by their kids, what you need to do is move next door to us so we can take better care of mm-hmm, you, et cetera, mm-hmm. and they dig in. 
like teenagers do. They dig in. And so in my case, I'm 59. I want to make sure my succession plan is done before I turn 70 so I can eliminate that chance. And and by the way, it's not on the 70th birthday. It could be 72, whatever. But it's around that time where the business owners are so wrapped up in their identity of owning the business that they're afraid to let it go because there's no plan. Yeah, and then uh, if if you're selling the business before then, uh, I've I've heard of business owners that that are just lost because of that that same thing too. That they're was, scared and they're lost. Mm-hmm. And the and the spouses, whether the spouses are male or female, are so relieved to know that there's a plan that can just about take anything into effect. It's the lack of a plan that causes the anxiety. Yeah. I think that they should start thinking about what am I going to do next right. so that that's part of the plan so that they don't go off the rails. Correct. That's absolutely accurate. Yeah. Okay. So the, the legacy segment is sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm because we focus on business and estate law. And so I, I like like to talk about it. Um, one definition of legacy uh, by uh, Mark Landers and Rob Rose was uh, an analogy to sports. Good players leave behind memories, banners, and trophies. Great players leave behind a culture, values, and standards that create a sustainable advantage each year. That's what you're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. With I could not agree with that. Passing down the business, you got to teach them yes. those values first. They don't need to learn the values of the business or how to run the business after you passed away or, or become where you can't even speak about it mm-hmm. because you have an illness. That's, yeah. that's a train wreck. Proactive always beats reactive planning. They also said uh, the story you leave behind for others to tell, that's a, a good definition of legacy, or the impression you make on the next generation not comprised of money or material things, but of character, conviction, and compassion. So tell us, uh, Jim, what's important to you about your legacy? I have one son. He's a 20-year-old at the University of Texas. He's my best friend, great young man. I'm very proud of him. And I want him to know, and I want my, I'm very close to my uh, nieces and nephews and their kids and I just want them to know that my expectations are of anything that I leave behind, that they steward it, and that they make sure that they uphold the family values and add to their values that they create within their families. But there's expectations to not be unproductive citizens of society. I don't want anybody eating bonbons on the West Coast and waiting for their check to arrive. That's not going to happen in my plan. Good. Those are very clear expectations. Um, I haven't yet defined uh, my expectations in that way, so I think I'll start working on that uh, for my kids. Um, I've just been trying to, to live the example. I've been teaching them how to work. They, they started working in my business uh, in the shredding department when they were very small kids. That was something that they could do. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my father, you know, as I wish he would have just stated these to me, but one of my memories was when I was young, I picked up rocks with some friends of mine for a, a dollar an hour. And my dad always told me, he said, if you don't, if, if don't want to go to school, someone will always pay you to dig a ditch or pick up a rock. And my first semester of college may not have been just my banner start out of the gate. And I got a box, and there was no note, no address, no anything, and just a box with an empty with an empty box with a rock in it. It was shipped to me. That's so, <laughs> so funny. I got the message. Yeah. I would have rather had a sit-down with him to talk about it, but I got the message nonetheless. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so you, you always uh, lay out the expectations. Um, anything that... Any special heirloom that you've received or that, that you would want to pass down, something that represents a memory? Two, actually. They are, one is my 
two sisters and I received, my mom passed away when I was young, when I was 13. We received a diamond from my mom's wedding ring and my sisters have a necklace. I had a ring and my son has that ring now and he wears it right now going to class and everything. That's really neat. And the other thing is I have a single shot twenty two rifle that was my grandfather's. So I'm passing it down to my son, so it'll be his great-grandfather's. Oh, wow. So those are the two. Notice I didn't say anything about money. (laughs) That's right. Only the things that really mean something. Uh, I I got a a twenty-two from my grandfather also. Um, So I'll, I'll remember him. He passed away when I was young, and I didn't get to have any really deep conversations with him because I was just a kid. Um, but if you learn anything today, it, it should be proactive communication and proactive planning, right? Yes, absolutely. So if you had to sum up your everlasting legacy, um, how would you say it? Start now. Okay. Well, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank I've you. I've enjoyed it. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So you've heard it here on Talk Law Radio. Um, Next week, we're going to be talking about mindset and dysfunctional labor maneuvers in childbirth. Um, Don't worry, I'm I'm going to be just as surprised as you are. I have no idea what to expect. Remember to subscribe to Talk Law Radio on YouTube. This is Todd Marquardt. I'll talk to you later. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.